With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The chief medical officer says Cayman is now at level one community transmission on the World Health Organization scale. There are four cases of community transmission that appear to be related and at least three others in connection with students. You'll now also be very concerned to hear, and that's why we're having this press conference today, about the case that has been discovered at Georgetown Primary School. In addition to one symptomatic child uh, who presented to the flu clinic, there have also been two further children identified as positive who are asymptomatic. We're also contact tracing one more individual who is positive, but this contact tracing only began around an hour ago, and so I don't have any further details other than to say there may be a connection here with Georgetown Primary School, but more details will come at a later time. Dr. Lee says the child with COVID who is symptomatic is doing well. He also adds there are at least seven households with people positive for COVID from different locations who are not known to be in common. Contact tracing is still underway, and Dr. Lee says public health will advise directly anyone who needs to isolate or quarantine. The news of these presumed cases of community transmission of COVID have definitely shaken up government's plans for reopening. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Sullins has more on that. Honorable Premier Wayne Panton announces in this evening's briefing that the Cayman Islands is going to take a 180. That we are pausing phase three of our reopening plan uh, for the rest of this year. Um, We don't want to be rushing anything. Um, We want to to remain cautious um, and and be able to uh, carefully consider the various steps that we need to put in place to address um, community spread and to ensure that our people feel safe. We are um, imminently going to be um, making changes through regulations. Um, Some of these um, changes include mandating masks in indoor areas, um, including churches, schools, supermarkets, bars. The Premier insists on use of hand sanitizers and keeping up healthy hygiene practices. Masks will not be required, obviously, for outdoor activities as long as the crowd limits are acknowledged. We Um, We'll probably be reducing some of those crowd limits. Um, We haven't completed the the, the regulations, as I noted, but that will be imminent. Um, We will probably be somewhere in the region of 100, a limit of 100 um, people for indoor events and 250 people for outdoor events. In terms of other matters that we're seeking to change, social distancing is, is an aspect of this. The rising trend of quarantine breaches have brought back geotagging. Will be re-implemented as well. We have had a number of reports over the past several weeks of quarantine breaches. In fact, we've we've seen some of those quarantine quarantine breaches um, being prosecuted this week, based on the the reports from the the police. The indications are that. They typically did not involve the traveler leaving um, the quarantine location, but rather others from the outside coming in uh, to the quarantine location. Re-implementing the geotags may not have that much of an effect in relation to those, that scenario, but the fact is we want to basically ensure that we, we do everything we can to minimize uh, further risk. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Sollins. We're expecting quarantine periods to also change for various groups of travelers.
Also from today's briefing, an update on governments meeting with Public Health England today. The global COVID experts working for Public Health England spoke at length yesterday to to Cabinet and the Premier's caucus about many issues uh, relating to the pandemic. And they did reassure us, as Dr Lee has also, that when children become affected, they generally get a much less severe uh, disease than can affect adults. Um, And I very much hope that the small number of children so far affected and anyone else recently affected recovers swiftly. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper says officials are not able to say categorically whether COVID has gone into the community through a quarantine breach. Um, I am well aware because of my responsibilities under the Constitution that we do have some people involved in illegal activity um, arriving on our shores after undeclared boat trips to and from Jamaica. We do not know if that is a source of this breach but it is one possibility. Notwithstanding, Governor Roper stresses that quarantine should not be treated lightly. While protective measures are in place, he says everyone must adhere to the rules. Don't leave your place of quarantine, do not have visitors while in quarantine, and make sure you receive deliveries in a COVID-safe, contactless way. You should read the instructions you're given before quarantine starts and follow them carefully. Governor Roper says everyone needs to assume responsibility for the welfare of our community or you face prosecution. The leader of the opposition says this afternoon he sent a letter to the premier offering support and assistance and a few recommendations. The letter recommended the institution of a national COVID-19 emergency council comprising all elected members, which includes an opposition that's well experienced in dealing with the pandemic. It also called for a requirement for masks in public places, sanitization stations and other public health protocols, as well as testing of frontline workers. The opposition wants to see a return to a 14-day quarantine for any Anyone who has traveled overseas, regardless of their vaccination status, reinstatement of the GPS wristbands and strict monitoring for those quarantining at home. It also recommends postponement of the planned reopening on October 14th. This letter came after Monday night's recorded message where the Honorable Roy McTaggart denounced government's move to the five-day quarantine period for vaccinated travelers and says given the reemergence of community spread of the virus, it seems obvious that such a short quarantine period should be suspended. Another concern? Boosters. With vaccinations losing some efficacy over time, there is a great risk that those most vulnerable, including the elderly, who were vaccinated early on, will be at risk should we open the borders to tourism next month. And so we need to get a booster program going as soon as we can possibly do so. It was good to hear that boosters will be available for our islands, though we wait to learn when a program can practically be implemented. As we mentioned, the leader of the opposition also called for a delayed reopening until more information is available on a potential vaccine for children under the age of 12. The decision as to how best to open the border lies with our government. They will receive the best advice, and at the end of the day, the decision will be theirs. I ask they consider these points that I have raised in their contemplation. Leader of the opposition there, the Honorable Roy McTaggart. Just last week, Radio Cayman spoke with Cayman Islands Tourism Association President Mark Langevin about the pandemic and the road to recovery for the tourism industry. Mr. Langevin is also the general manager of Ritz-Carlton Grand Cayman. We should have already in our book about 60% of our business established for Q1 2022. And unfortunately, due to cancellation and people not having confidence that we have less than 17, 15% of occupancy in our book today. So that's a big variance. Uh, That means that even 
if you are giving me a wonderful news tomorrow um, and says, okay, now we have a solution for you, to get back to a certain level of occupancy is going to take time. In response to questions from Radio Cayman about the continued closure of the border and the current impact on the tourism sector, Mr. Langevin said there is a great deal of concern. Unless a miracle happens in a very short term and we can put a lot of money on marketing and selling ourselves with, uh, with what we can preserve, best case scenario uh, will be at this point under the current situation will be somewhere on 20 percent 25 percent occupancy looking for the year end and 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 q1 and hopefully hoping to recover because you know the more we wait the more it has impact on the next month and the next month and next month mark langevin speaking before the recent cases of local transmission were confirmed the Department of Environmental Health today temporarily suspended its food hygiene and cosmetology training sessions until further notice. DEH Director Mr. Richard Sims says it's a precautionary measure to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in the community. While DEH won't be offering the training programs in person right now, environmental health officers will be available to answer questions related to food hygiene and safety guidelines. You can find out more by reaching out to DEH by phone, email, or on social media. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.